Can you hear me, Brento? Can you hear me, Freedy? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it, motherfucker? Motherfucker! Mother! Welcome back to the BF Tangent, and uh, we are celebrating TBF2. That's it. We're celebrating our tenth episode this week. So, so thanks everyone for listening. And, and if you go on, holy shit, these dickheads have ten episodes. You should probably listen back to a few. Thank you to, for our two listeners. Yeah. We appreciate it. That's it. And who that, who was that singing, bro? Who was that singing? That was uh, Mr. Jeremy Williams from Tall Tree Studios himself. So, uh, Jeremy and Tall Tree are sponsoring our podcast. You can find Jeremy Williams Music on Facebook and YouTube, or go to the website. We'll leave links in the show's notes. <laughs> May I say, hey, <laughs> ain't no falsetto like a Jeremy Williams falsetto. Oh man, it's pretty classic. We were just recording for about um, 35 minutes, and we realised that it wasn't recording. So we, <laughs> this is take two. But uh, we appreciate the fan base so much that we want to give you a good podcast. So we're going to fucking hit it again. These things happen at the top. These things happen, yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. That's and right. We're, and we're, we're, take, we're, you know, you go. I was going to say, taking us all the way to the top are our, our two awesome sponsors. So we've got to off... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. We've got Overexertion Clothing. You can find them at www.overexertion.com.au. For the freshest sporting apparel out there, they got their bamboo range and um, just everything's good from every session. They sort of sound there really good. Get fucking yeah. Just if you get wanna, on the website and have a look. Yeah, if you want to work out and look good going to work out or look good fucking doing anything sweet, you can even fucking have your shirt on while you're pounding your misses. Yeah. While sweet. you're doing bicep curls in the office and you have a raging boner because you did over a thousand, mm-hmm. you know, you'll still look good. Yeah, you took too many dick pills. But, um, and then our second sponsor that's jumped on board, which yeah, we're so really we, fucking pumped about. Yeah, yeah, so we're pretty pumped. The guys from Off-Road Cartel have jumped on the podcast, so they're um, now sponsoring us. You can find their stuff at www.offroadcartel.com.au. So I hear they do it in the dirt. They do it. They live dirty, mate. Live dirty. That's right. So, yeah, um, yeah the guys at Off-Road Cartel, if, you're, if you have any slight interest in dirt sports, you should... Uh, should get behind the guys at Off-Road Cartel and um, get on their website and have a look. They've got some awesome gear, anything from DVDs to to clothing. Um, you know, get get in there and have a look, guys. And yeah. you can read, you know, you can read about the the drivers on the on their Off-Road Cartel team. Um, some pretty alright looking women on the website too, from what I hear. There is, and I see you've been in a couple of shoots with them too. Yeah. Oh mate, who yeah. knows? Yeah, you know, like I like motorsports like a dick up the ass, but like off road off road cartel stuff is is on fucking where you know yeah. they just yeah. And you're so. the style master. Yeah, yeah. When you have to when when you play footy on a World Cup stage, you got to be the style master. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So there are sponsors and um, yeah, the week that was how's how's it been going, Brandon? Oh, that's what I was gonna say is um, 
fucking I fucked this up the first time as well but we've actually we actually talked about Father's Day the last podcast um I must have still been you know here uh, a Valium coma or something <laughs> but um but yeah I was gonna I had this story lined up for my dad about my dad and um it's a good one it's uh when we were younger it's when we were 20 years old oh but yeah between oh well when we we started yeah started started taking drugs when we were 14 and finished when we were about 22 so we were about probably 21 and um and so we thought we'd have a big night out in the valley or the city or something and i like all my all my jeans were in the wash you know when you're younger you used to have like your two or three pairs that you used to cycle you know yeah. you had your ripped black ones your torn black ones and then you had well, see i never ran ripped black ones oh, okay. my black ones were my good ones oh, okay. and my blue ones were kind of ripped yeah. and then you had your white wash kind of yeah. Yeah, and then and when, when I was that age, when I was that age, but bro, all my jeans had to come from big and tall. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were fucking huge, and um, but yeah, no, you know, yours, yours were my, like two of my jeans sewn together. For yeah, like, but um, yeah, so I didn't have any jeans that night, so I, I went out to daddy's, obviously sitting watching Seinfeld in his jocks. And I'm like, Dad, can I um, borrow some jeans? And he's like, Yeah, sure, mate. Go head head into my uh, my wardrobe in there. Go go get yourself some jeans. Was, was your dad American? <laughs> yeah, <he was. laughs> yeah, the great Pat yeah, Freed, the late great Pat Freed. He yeah. left us a couple of years back. <laughs> yeah, but he um, yeah left us his story, and um, and I, I tried to help him out of this one. And so we went out clubbing as you do. We fucking come home alone as we did every time. Every and, time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> and um, my dad. Come, burst in my room in the morning and I'm fucking hungover as shit and I'm like uh uh dad what the hell like hey, come on let me just chill and he's like hey mate I lent you my jeans and I'm like yeah dad sweet you lent my jeans like fucking whoop de doo big fucking deal I'd, I'd lend you my jeans as well he's like yeah I don't mind but uh just next time and he's holding them in his hand he goes next time you wear them could you try not shitting in them and he holds them up <laughs> there's his fucking diarrhea shit going down the back from the from the top of the back oh, to down man. the legs, and then I I've lift up my blanket, and then I've got diarrhea and urine in the bed that I'm in. So I've obviously got home, and what I did is passed out just outside my room, shitting the jeans, just took them off, not bother, bothering about showering or anything, and then got into bed. So I said, yeah, Dad, I'll, I'll try not to shit in your jeans next time, and that was uh, <laughs> yeah. So never to be lent jeans again from my father, but uh, proper. But yeah, but anyway, for some reason, I thought we hadn't recorded since Father's Day. That was my Father's Day story, and uh, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll keep on the Pat Freed stories coming because there's a few out there. <laughs> there's some good ones. <laughs> Him telling us how hot we were when we were in the pool that one time. <laughs> oh, you guys look hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was wearing just a pair of jocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, how's your week been, mate? I'm fucking a bit frustrating. Yeah, it was a frustrating week. I've, um, I've been um, had this car that I've been working on for close to nine months now. I started it before my son was born. And, um, <laughs> your son's 12 yeah but um yeah and it's um i got over there and was because i was all amped up after watching the uh the tony robbins um special that's on netflix at the moment it's called i'm not your guru yeah and so i watched Boom. that and I was, Raw! I, was, I was fucking pumped so at three o'clock in the morning i went over to work on my car <laughs> but um i got over there and after i'd been there for about for about 15 minutes, I figured out that a part that I'd put together in the in the timing assembly is completely wrong. 
So I've basically got those, those timing assemblies. Oh, eh? like oh, I fucked mine on my my Tiguan. Yeah. And was that was that when you put water in the distributor? Yeah, cap? there was too much water in the distributor cap, and then yeah, just some uh, some I don't know any other terms. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> the old the old supercharger. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so it was pretty frustrating. It means I've probably put myself about thirty hours backwards, and <laughs> and who knows how many hundreds of dollars. But yeah. That's what that's what working on cars does to you. It just it'll just fuck it. Frustrates you the idea. It fucking frustrates you even driving them because yeah. during the week, um, I was driving my. I was actually going down to the doctors, and I was driving um, my work van, and I was in my high vis. So I think <laughs> I in, in my work van in my high vis, I look like a respectable um, uh, twenty nine year old just trying to make a living, and we're sitting at a red light, and I look to my right. There's a young girl, she's got acne on her face, you know? Like, no, I'm not paying her out, I'm just saying, I, you could tell she was young, you know? I was fucking acne freak when I was young, so. And I look, I glanced at her and I glanced around and then her mum, I hear this, she's You still got that ankle bracelet, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Jeremy sitting Jeremy there. Jeremy everybody. But anyway, I hear this, she's fucking twer- Nothing to be ashamed of. All right, Jeremy, let me finish my story. <laughs> and then uh, I hear this, she's fucking 12. And so I, I kind of look back at her and I'm like, she's fucking talking to me thinking I'm looking at her um, 12-year-old daughter. And then so I just, I, I, I always see red straight away. So I'm just like, I wasn't fucking looking at her, you stupid bitch. But now I'm thinking, now you fucking 12-year-olds heard you swear at me. I'll call you a stupid fucking bitch. And I'm hoping that she's one of our listeners because the lady <laughs> driving the car, you're a fucking cunt. <laughs> All right? Because so, fucking, like, 12-year-olds and for people, people that know me, I, I like, I, I train a lot of kids. I, I get a lot, I like, I, I like working with kids. I like, to, I like teaching them stuff. I work with some, um, some special needs kids for, like, just out of my own time because I like, like, helping out in that kind of way. So that's why that kind of shit pisses me off so much. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, so that frustrated frustrated me a bit, yeah. especially coming out of Fernie Hills where I live, high society, man. That's right. Fernie <laughs> <laughs> High Rollers, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. But um, yeah. yeah. So some other news this week too, mate. Yeah, that a bit more of a downer. Oh yeah, so in a very exciting way, by jumping out of my van, <laughs> the back of my van, I have snapped my LCL, which is my um. I think it's my lateral crucial ligament. Yeah. Um, that's probably totally wrong, but it's the it's on my left knee and it's the one that's on the outside. And I've clean snapped it, so I'm now in a knee brace for eight weeks. Um, I thought it was going to be worse. I thought it was going to have to need surgery. I thought I did my ACL as well. Yeah, but because um, you've done that before. Right? Yeah, I've done my that. I've had a full knee recon on my right knee, and I just come off work leave because I had an operation on my wrist. So I start thinking this week, man, I'm going to have to fucking start sucking cock for like hundred dollars a piece you know like i've done i've done done in the past yeah hundred bucks man so hundred hit us up on twitter or whatever (laughs) you know because i can use the spare cash i'm gonna have to be off work for a bit but hopefully not as long as i thought i'm in an echo chamber brother yeah Yeah, 120 bucks i'll wear a wig while i do it 130 bucks i'll wear a wig and a dress 140 and i'll fucking one we're not getting any tweets motherfucker So anyway, 200 and I'll film it yeah that's right but um yeah bro that's fucking so that's yeah it's been a bit, bit of a frustrating week but you know there's always there's always good things there's always um there's always UGIS isn't there, there so is. UGIS.com Jeremy while we're on first world problems have you got anything you want to whinge about 
No, no. I'm just coming back to the Tony Robbins motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's pumped. But um, what, before we lift the mood, while we're still on first world problems, I saw this thing on Facebook this week, and it was a, um, it was this bus, right? And I, I think it just goes to show how, I think I saw it as a bit of a what the fuck, people. Like, is it really that pathetic? But um, it's this bus in Las Vegas you can get on. And it's basically, they call it the hangover bus. So you get on this bus if you've have a, had a big night, big night out on the booze, and um, you just get on and they hook you up with an IV and they give you fluids and vitamins. So it just cures your hangover. So this is for people that have self-inflicted um, pain on themselves the next day by having an awesome fucking night with all their money that they've got, yeah. all the fucking coke they've blown up their nose, you know, yeah. all the um, fucking things they've um, intravenously um, injected. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's booting up agent, yeah, baby. Yeah, that's right. But, but no, I just thought it was ridiculous that what the fuck... People are just, I think generally people are a lot weaker these days than they used to be. Yeah, and that's what we were saying before, is it's fucking, we're getting bred and we're, we're, um, we're um, evolving into these, these mad pussies, you know, like yeah. every, like, yeah, just the way, and it, it starts, it, you can even break it down to like the way that people, what people sue each other over and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, like the suing thing is a lot worse overseas in Australia. We don't see it as much, but, um, yeah. but yeah, we're just evolving into these mad social media where, and it, it's cause everyone's got an outlet to be a pussy as well. You know, I think yeah, that, that's, what, that, yeah, that's what it breaks down to. And you know, like when you're talking about social media, I was fucking I was reading a, a thing on social media the other day about how um, how girls girls only uh, feel the real pleasure of a penis in their first three inches of their vagina, oh, and okay. it made and it, I was reading this and I was like, oh, this is uh, very good factual information. Take some Fact, notes. Factual information. What's that? Take some notes. Took, took some notes. I text Raz about it, so oh. I text Raz and then shout out to Raz. Yeah, shout out to Raz. But then I thought. Fuck off! The the person that wrote this fucking this this uh, uh what would you call it a document? This guy guy that wrote the document is obviously someone that's just got a three inch penis, and he's yeah. like he's hoping that's what it was. I was a bit upset that it wasn't the first three two, inches, motherfucker. Yeah, I was a bit upset that it wasn't the first two inches that was most pleasurable. I'm doing only, okay, mama. Because the only thing that's hidden three inches for me is my middle finger when I when I'm fucking when I'm fucking twanging it. But uh, yeah. You know, when I'm, when I'm down there trying to tongue punch, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, fuck, I thought that was interesting. Three inches, written by a guy with a small penis. But um, anyway, penises are pretty cool. And uh, so is Tony Rollins, whose penis would be elephant size, I'd say. That's you a never know. Man. You never know. Do you reckon he's as big as the man mountain? He's probably not quite, eh? What, out of Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, I'd say he's a man in '93. They should fight because it'd be awesome. Because the man Mountain's probably a little bit trained, and then Tony Robbins just believes he can do anything. So yeah, yeah. Joke, I wonder if they win. And also, he's done. Um, this is how motivated he is. He learnt um, some martial arts. Like, look, basically, his seminars finish at midnight, right? Yep. And he'd learnt. I can't remember which which modality it was. Wood chopping, just hand wood chopping that much. Like I can no, chop no, no. two blocks of wood no, no, with no, my no. hand. I'm a black belt, motherfucker. No, it, like it's it the one where you throw people. Judo. judo. No, no, not judo. Um, Kung fu. No. BJJ. Uh, anyway, he learned this and became a black belt. 
at midnight between 12 and 4. Like, this is how motivated he is. So, so he'd do his seminars, and then after that, when everyone else is thinking, oh my God, I'm going to bed, he's like starting to become a black belt in... Um, I wish you could remember what it was. I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm like, pretty sure it's like, woodchopping. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's, um, like it's some martial arts where you use their force. Like it's not punching and kicking. It's like you just, it's, it's throws. Yeah. Uh, and it's not judo. No. Uh, um, but, but anyway, the point is, is that anyone else would be sleeping at midnight, but yeah. he's like becoming a black belt in yeah. some, you know, martial arts. Yeah. So, so basically. So, yeah. So, so to bring it back to your story. As well as being a big bastard, he's got martial arts training and he's a black belt. I could probably take him. <laughs> but he's also he's also really really rich, and his his trainer or sensei is probably like, yeah, whatever, bro, you're a black belt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, give me that million dollars, you're a black belt. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's legit, but anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it's not. So legit. yeah, so. But um, yeah. what what I wanted to say real quickly is. Um, Tony Robbins is what we're talking about. The uh, the Netflix documentary is called Tony Robbins. I'm not your guru. And Jeremy went to the uh, seminar last week, and we wanted to. We, this is our tenth episode. We wanted to talk to him about it because it it's interests us very highly, and we wanted to hear what he thought about it. Um, sorry, Grant, you go now. No, I was pretty much just going to say that. <laughs> Good job. So yeah, how was it, Jeremy? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So basically, after my first day, I was a little bit concerned it was a little bit too much it doesn't seem like a thing that you'd go to for me that's what I know and that's why I was a little bit sheepish about telling you about it in the first place yeah. because I was thinking you know this is like mega mainstream pop psychology kind of like what I would previously consider superficial yeah but as I was saying before like I remember as a kid like seeing Andre Agassi change so dramatically as a tennis player like, you know, like he was in a real slump and then suddenly he was a completely different player. And apparently he'd been to this guy, Tony Robbins. Um, and apparently Tony Robbins had got him to sort of tap back into what it felt like when everything was flowing and he sort of just tried to facilitate that feeling. And he really got him back to playing really well. And the thing I noticed about Andre Agassi was that when things didn't go his way, he didn't react. Like he just seemed to be really, really still in his thoughts. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, he's got runs on the board. Um, and, you know, you might remember from our episode, episode two or whatever, like I've done a massive amount of psychology training, which a lot of has probably helped me nothing, realistically. <laughs> um, but all of that is much more like sort of what's your conditioning, what's your relationship with your parents, you know, all that sort of stuff. Tony Robbins is much more just in the moment. So he's kind of like much more... Okay. It's direct or yeah so basically like so so say if you were going through a slump in your car racing mm-hmm. he'd be just like okay so picture back when you felt joy racing just get that feeling in your body okay so now go there so enter that frame of mind when you start because if you're going through a slump what you're thinking about is oh i fucked up driving to a tree or whatever like that so just spend a couple seconds going into that state of mind going into that memory of when things are really going well. And so when you go into that memory, your body, so his view is your body basically, the physiology responds, um, and then you'll you'll perform your best. Yeah. So yeah, so it's quite, for me, out of character to do it. But as I said, like... Because like watching the doco and stuff, it's like the, the things that I, don't, I know that I can, and we've seen this before, is 
I'm I'm definitely not an extrovert. He was Brenton. I don't think we we're introverts. Like even though like on this podcast we it's it's easy to t- talk where we want. You know, it's not in front of thousands of people, or we're not up on stage doing stand up. Yeah, even though I, I'd be really good at it. But uh, but uh, um, what what I was gonna say is like, and I know you are as well, Jeremy, an introvert, and and like they they're like, yeah, now everyone dan- dance around and sing in front of each other and fucking yell and scream in everyone's yeah. face and, and hug. Yeah, yeah, hard, yeah, scream what you want, like passion and fucking sex and drugs and probably not that at all, but yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Freddie definitely just added drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Value, uh, value. I'm just in the middle, yeah, value prescriptions, <laughs> pharmacies, I want pharmacies on every corner. Yeah. But you know what I mean, Jeremy, and you're not like that. And no, I no. said, was that hard for you or did you not have to get into that when you were doing that? Yeah, yeah, it, it was very weird the first time. And as I said, like, um, after the first day, I was just going to come back here and I was going to say, look, I don't want to bag the guy because he's done all this great work with Serena Williams, Andragasi, all these different athletes. He's obviously got runs on the board. He seems to really genuine. He seems really focused. But I didn't get into it. And so that's what I was thinking after the first day because there was a lot of that kind of jumping around and all that sort of stuff. Um, but by the second day, I just kind of got into it a little bit and I kind of understood a little bit what he's trying to get at, which is really that you can decide and make a decision about your, your physiology and about how you train yourself. Yeah. And so the example I got before was that like you did this retreat where, um, you know, like there was a train that went through this, you know, this went through this um, at a certain times of day and people would get pissed off. Like, so basically you could tell when people are gonna get pissed off because this train would go through. And so what he said is like, like, instead of reacting to it negatively, why don't we just make a decision about how we're gonna celebrate this moment? And so at this thing, like he, he flashed up this big image oh, of the train. Great. Yeah, yeah. And the train, and then everyone had to get up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what like, would you do legit? Like how would Yeah, yeah, like, like by, this is by the second day and I just jumped up and went, you know, so like, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, trains yeah, yeah. coming through. And, and, and he gets up, value! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pharmacies! <laughs> and part of me thought it was silly, but part of me thought, oh, who cares? Yeah, so, that's right. Because I'm here anyway. Because everyone else is looking like who cares. I've like, already spent like, the fucking money. I've yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It kind of looks like it, it's, it helps you. It's leave. I don't give a fuck what people think at the door. You know, like, I don't give a fuck what people think. Leave that at the door, come in, and you're going to fucking learn some stuff with an open mind. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that that basically, if it doesn't work, it's not going to last. But if it does work, it is going to last. Yeah. And so, whether or not you, if if you embrace it in that moment, um, if it is working, you'll feel it later. And I actually did feel it later. Like, I came back to Brisbane, I felt different. Yeah, which... In what way? Uh, well, basically what I talked about before was because, so, so I was saying, there before, is no before. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so basically he talked about a couple of things where his mercury was really high, where he actually got a blood, <laughs> he actually got a blood test. Why is that funny? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. So. Yeah, yeah. So he got a blood test where he could die in two months. Yeah. Uh, and he got, but he, why, why was his mercury gone? Yeah, because he because he'd had a lifetime of eating swordfish and tuna. <laughs> so what was he doing? He's just fucking mugging into the gym. 
He's got this huge slime. Did he bring one out on stage? <laughs> a bit fucking like a live, a live swordfish. He's just like, yeah, swordfish. He's eating it. He's fucking got his pants down. His wife's just sucking him off on stage. And pond. She's hot too. Her titties are just everywhere. And he's just like, bite on this. Suck my iron out of my dick, bitch. Oh, hey, Mercury, not iron. <laughs> yeah. Mercury. Balance my Mercury levels. Oh, just oh, eating raw fucking I can't believe you repeated that joke. <laughs> Yeah, so, so basically he talked about these different situations where, um, so that was one of them. Another one was where, so all three or four things happened around at the same time. So another one was where his doctor was saying that if, because he's so active on stage and he's like 12 hours on stage, like the four or five days a week, apparently if he has certain movements, he could become a paraplegic or a, I can't remember quadriplegic or paraplegic, but basically... Like he's done a lot of nerve damage by getting so involved in these things, and so that'd have to be like a disc issue or something. About yeah, that. yeah. And so I think his doctors were saying that basically, if you do a wrong movement, you become a paraplegic, and and so so basically had this thing where you're going to die in a couple of months. Um, you could become a paraplegic, um, and so as a consequence of this nerve damage, he like had severe pain where he could barely sleep, um, and so he but he just said, and then there's the example where. Um, one of the people on stage, uh, one of the people rushed him on stage and he broke his ankle and he basically, that, that was 20 minutes, it was 20 minutes into it and he just finished the whole thing and then he went to hospital. Yeah, right. And so that kind of showed me, okay, so everyone has a stereotype, oh, he's got like, they dismiss him because he's wealthy, which is what you said. And, and it's like, you know, like who do you know, right? So you're talking about people are soft, right? Yeah, but but, for, but I said the, the yeah dismiss they do, I say they don't dismiss him because he's wealthy because he started off yeah 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 but but I mean but a lot of people would dismiss oh, him because yeah, he's yeah. wealthy, right? Yeah. And so who do you know that wouldn't lose the plot where if they did a wrong move that become a paraplegic? Um, the doctors are all saying you're going to die in two months. Um, uh, you would continue your event, your presentation with a broken fucking ankle, and not feel the pain because you're so focused. Yeah. And so all those things I thought, so basically he's good at different techniques, but those things showed the humanity of him. So he's so committed to what he does that he just like, that he just, he's so focused that that's it. Yeah. And so like everything else kind of falls into the background. So I think that really stayed with me because, oh, maybe a couple of days after I noticed I started to feel negative again. And then I just thought I can make a decision that, okay, so, you know, a couple mornings I didn't wake up feeling great. I can make a decision that, no, I'm not going to go with that. Yeah. Okay, I don't feel great, but I don't have to buy into that. Yeah. And so, so that's the way that kind of, something about his vibe kind of... And how, yeah, sorry. Yeah, something about his vibe kind of infiltrated me. Even those 5,000 people, you think, how can that affect you personally? That definitely did. Um, I, and the other thing is that, when the doctor's saying you could become a paraplegic, like, so basically his initial doctor said, you're completely fucked, you're gonna die in two months. So he went to eight doctors before he finally found a solution for the mercury issue. They're like, you're fucked, but you just, <laughs> to live, all you gotta do is stop eating swordfish. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to eat tuna. <laughs> Shit. They're like, that's no good either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so basically he kind of, like he didn't stop, he basically kept going until he found a solution. And so those kind of things about his personal character, I found kind of moving in a 
human way, you know, like, so it kind of went beyond, okay, yes, he's the star, but basically that's a human thing, you know, like, that's just like, doesn't matter how much money you've got, for you to be able to stay focused on what you need to do, ignore a huge amount of pain, ignore a life-threatening illness, um, and all those different things, and still stay focused, committed to your cause, to yeah. me that, to me that's really impressive, like, yeah. if, if you guys were like that, I'd be like, wow, you're yeah. awesome. So, well, yeah, what's interesting to me is the way that for, like, someone, I, and, and, and for me, you're, you, you're a skeptical guy, I think. I'm, I'm yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so for someone like you to start off, like, the way you did, or, like, being like, well, maybe this wasn't for me, <laughs> and then him to flip the script on you, and it wasn't, was it his personal stories like that where you started thinking, oh, yeah, maybe this course is something that I'd do? Yeah, yeah, and also I think I went in with a preconception that, oh, this is pop psychology, this is like probably going to be superficial, probably not going to be for me, because basically it went against all my conditioning and training, you know, which is much more... You're already like telling yourself it's going to be shit before you even there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but there was a background thing there where, um, you know, yeah, like I basically got a preconception. So like basically he had to overwrite that preconception that yeah. it's just... You know, because as you said, like, it's sort of like, you know, like when someone's really in the limelight, it's kind of almost uncool yeah. to like them. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. And also like a lot of stuff he says, it does sound obvious. And so a party thinks, oh, that can't be it. Yeah. You know, so it must be more to it. You know, like I've got to un uncover something deep here. And then, and with, so you got, you know, you got Tony Robbins, you got all this so self-motivation um, stuff that's out now. You got your DVDs like The Secret and bullshit like that. And um, me and Brendan talked about before um, about how we went to a business seminar. We can touch on that soon. But what, what separates him from all these other like self-help um, movements that are going around? What, okay. Like, what do you reckon? Okay, so, so basically the thing that, that really convinced me um, so if you go online and watch any of his videos, like it's so obvious that when he's with the client, nothing else exists. So if he's with you, yeah. it doesn't matter how many millions of people follow him. Yeah. The only thing that matters is his Christian. Yeah. yeah. So he legit, yeah. he, he legitimately is like, when you're telling him a story, he's listening to your story and he's involved. Every, every yeah. ounce of him is yeah. with you. Did you get talked to him? No, I didn't. Oh. Like, like he only probably spoke to, a uh, handful of people individually but but I mean you would have seen that in that movie yeah, yeah. like he is 100% there mm. and like to me like that is so rare like in this day and age like to yeah. have someone 100% there to be but, able to connect with people like yeah that. particularly like for someone who's so well off who doesn't need it yeah. like he, do, he doesn't have to be there that's right yeah yeah but I mean you could completely see that and also like what was evident to me about the documentary was he's just so perceptive and I admire that too because, um, you know, because as a therapist myself, like the most important thing is you understand people. Um, you kind of know what's going on beneath what they're saying. Um, and he seemed to be really be able to tap into that really clearly. What, what so, did so he seems to have a, I, I think part of it is focus. If you're really focused on someone, you'll pick up stuff. Um, and also a gift. I think he's got both. You said when you were down there, you were thinking about things that were in relation to our podcast. That what you you about asking us questions about what we were thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that? Yeah, so basically, like, so one of the things he got us to talk about was you, you know your limiting beliefs. Yeah. 
And so, so basically, what I was saying is that. Did you have to yell them out? Like, oh, you just write them down. My humongous penis is limiting me. <laughs> it gets in the way all the time when I try to masturbate. It takes too long. <laughs> my GQ model frame. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, that that's throwing me. But it it, yeah. it wasn't that. Um, but basically, um, it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, 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 well, that's not a limiting belief. Yeah, <laughs> no problem there. But um. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so you basically told the person beside you what you felt it was. And so in my case, like, it was like, so I'd said that, you know, I was going to do this voice thing, right? And so in my case was that I assumed that my personality is too introverted, too anxious, too self-critical. I don't have the confidence. And so even though I know I physically can sing that well, um, I assumed that I don't have the confidence to do that. And so one of his things is that basically if you set your goal on it, you become, you can become that person. And so one of the things I've actually got from it is that whatever your goal is, the bigger benefit is actually not the goal itself. It's actually who you become in the process. And so what I was saying in relation to your podcast was that the strange thing about it is that you can post on Twitter and and Instagram and all these things, and you can do a shitload of work 24 seven, but at some level, if there's something if you attach some pain to succeeding and that pain could be something like let's say you get successful and then there becomes a fear that someone that you get haters and people slag you if you have some fear that that could happen that can actually undermine everything and so that even though you're on the surface you're doing all this work and it looks like you really want to succeed there'll be a stronger motivator that'll make you Sub, so subconsciously you're holding yourself back yeah 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 so so basically once you identify your limiting beliefs, you kind of can understand, okay, well, do I, do I really want to succeed? And, and the thing is, is that you can't really judge that because like, that's a normal thing that like, so basically it's like the tall poppy thing. So if you go ahead, that people are going to slag you. Yeah. So you kind of have to come to terms with that. So you, you have to come to terms that people will dislike you. You'll get a lot of, a way more criticism. So if you guys stay small, you'll get way less criticism. Yeah, that's and that's the thing I was saying, is is people what what what's whole, what I believe what hold people back a lot, but in being successful and what they really want to be successful in is if they if they if they give a hundred percent and they jump they jump all the way in the water and they fail that that drop in failure or that, that feeling that they're going to get from failing after giving 100% is going to be such of a downer compared to if they give 50% and fail. Yeah. You know, I'm, that... I'm a shocker for doing that. Yeah. I always, like, dip my toe on things. Yeah. And, and because I'm... I suppose I'm gifted enough to be, you know, mediocre at most things. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm like, oh, that was good, you know? I didn't fucking suck at it, and I, but I didn't, didn't... wasn't the best at it, and I'm okay with that because I only tried... A little bit, you know? Yeah. But but I reckon intrinsically, like, when you only go 50%, your inner self disrespects you for it. Um, but the thing is, is that if you don't stick out in front, you're less likely to get criticism from people. Yeah. And so what I was saying before is, like, you know, like, as pathetic as it is, I get slagged quite a bit with my bunch of middle-aged mothers doing rowing. <laughs> 
you know, even though like this is so ridiculous. Middle age to like 80, 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like the stakes of this is so ridiculous. Like, Middle age of the 1900s. You know, like, so I'm beat, you know, like if I had an ego about this, that would be really pathetic. But the thing is, is that their criticism does affect me. Like, because it's like, you know, they have a little dig at me and then I feel defensive. Yeah. And so I've, I've got to be honest and say, wow, you know, that does affect me. And I can actually feel myself hold back a little bit. Not, not massively, but it does. I can see why people don't want to go out in front because, because people do try to knock you back. Yeah. It, even on something as so innocuous as that. And so what I, what I think is that imagine, so imagine Olympians, like they would have that so much more because that actually is high profile. Whereas this, so even a low level, if you get it, imagine what it's like at a high level. Yes. Or you look at Australia, like we fucking sucked in this Olympics. But the 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 the, the Olympians going over there weren't going over there going, We're gonna suck. They're going over there giving hundred and ten percent, but they fall short and look how much fucking grief they get for it. You yeah, know, yeah, like that's yeah. you see that, you know, they're they're people doing that and that and that fucking failure is so huge. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and they're getting grief from like people Oh, yeah. my beer got sitting down. Where you fucking woke yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. From <laughs> motherfuckers that are flicking over from UGs and fucking yeah, going yeah. in between that. To and the the fucking doll bludges. Well, I didn't see any of the Olympics. I was fucking working. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was like in the middle of the day. Yeah. 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 Fucking. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, so that, and, and what, like, what, what are the other main points that you would take away from that that you would fucking tell us about? And well, well, I mean, so, saying my example, and this relates to what you're saying, like the main people who would criticise you saying the voice are people who won't give it a go themselves. Mm. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, the other thing about that is that whatever your identity is, however you see yourself, so whatever limitations and, and different things you see yourself, you'll always spring back to that point. So. The classic example that I've come to learn about is in fitness stuff. That like, if I see myself, like if I'm a little bit overweight and I've been that way for a long time, even when I lose weight, the tendency will be I'll gravitate back to my same weight, not for physiological reasons, but for psychological reasons, because that's actually how I see myself. And one of the funny things I've actually learned with that whole process is that you actually have to accept whatever it is, whatever weight you're at, Otherwise, you just, if you get a negative identity, you'll keep springing back to it. Mm. Um, and so, so basically that concept of the identity seems to be like a, a real strong pull force. So you sort of, if you actually want to change, you, you've got to see yourself strongly as that new thing and keep reinforcing it yeah. and keep trying to move to that. Um, but you also have to accept where you're at as well, but you can't be negative about that because if you start getting negative about that that will become you so you sort of have to okay this is where I'm at but this is where I want to go to and start to see yourself so start to condition in that new kind of self so walking out of that seminar that's the most you took out of it is that like that attitude that different well we'll put it this way so like I gave the example of the voice so there's a part of me that thinks how the fuck are you going to pull this off because you can barely sing in front of 20 people, let alone, <laughs> let alone like 20,000. But you've got a false out of the boys' dicks off. So. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, okay, so like I think that, but if you just set your, set your goal on it, you think, okay, well, my brain, so basically the way Tony Robbins works is 
my brain will find a way to do it. Yeah. So, if, so if you set that as a goal, don't worry about how you're going to get there absolutely initially, but just set that as a goal and then my brain will find a way. Um, but if you just focus on your limitations now, if all I think about is that I'm not ext- I'm extroverted, you know, I'm anxious, I, I can't do that in front of the camera, blah, blah, blah. If you keep focusing on that, you'll stay with that as your identity and you won't evolve. And I think that's the big thing for me is that it's not so much winning that thing or whatever, it's that I actually want to kind of move past my limitations. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, even if I didn't win or, or whatever, if I actually pushed past my limitations currently, I still would see that as a win. And I think I would see that as a, a genuine point of self-pride, you know, yeah. rather than... Um, because I, I don't... Because for me, music and writing is more important than singing anyway. Like, it's not... The theatrics of singing, like, I just like writing music and composing and stuff, so... But pushing past my limitations, that would be a, a personal victory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and recording a podcast for a couple of jerks. <laughs> Two or three times in the same night. <laughs> uh, and don't worry about the haters, Jeremy. It's like uh, the great Dave Skylark said, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's Dave Skylark? <laughs> It's from I'm just gonna check that it. movie you fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck in the interview, is yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh it's classic. Like Jeremy. Yeah, I'm just gonna check it. Yeah, grab us a beer too. Mm. I need to piss out of my small dick too. What oh I thought you had one in the fridge. Oh I can grab it on mine. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, happiness is definitely a choice and you need to fucking choose to be happy. And I think people come up against a problem or an issue and they just sulk instead of of finding a way to get around it and use your fucking brain and have a think about it. That's right. Jeremy, you're telling us that story about when you were on, about the the monkey on, uh... Yeah. Um, one of these? Yep. Um, so I'm just trying to remember why that was. We're right. just talking about people having a sulk. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you were saying. Um, so what I was saying is that I think you were saying that like people are soft these days. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So basically, like what I was saying is that people are. Um, like Facebook is a bit of a forum for sulking, and it's not hard to get like a whole bunch of people you know, siding, like being complicit with your bullshit indulgence. Me personally, like if you start acting like a wanker, I'm not going to sit there and support you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically my example, someone at work, like, you know, like he, he, he has an outfit, like he's an entertainer, he has an outfit that he looks like one of those monkeys, you know, with the organ grinder thing. Because he's got this funny sort of hat and he's got this funny outfit. And I said that he's one of our most intelligent gorillas. <laughs> and, and the race of this person is... Yeah, yeah. So he's got a good tan, right? And he's Malaysian. And the thing is, I didn't even think about it, right? But anyway, he went on a huge rant on Facebook. Um, so that went for days. He complained to human resources. Um, and so, like, you know, I admit my comment was pretty naive. But I, I actually didn't think about it at all. So you're like, fuck this guy. You took off your white robe and you went around to his house and fucking <laughs> confronted him. <laughs> Did you take your white pony hat off? And get into it? 
extinguished his fucking flaming cross. Yeah. Yeah, I want yeah. to again. Yeah, look, I've got a few uh, unusual rituals you know, in the backyard. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware you guys were aware of that, but anyway, you like to just do it. Well, we normally have to come here at night. Lily and I. <laughs> <laughs> Lily the black dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Yeah. So, all in all, you reckon good worth of money going down to Tony Robbins? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go to... I reckon I'll go again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe not to that one, but I reckon I'll go to a different one. Yeah, me, Brent, me, yeah. me and Brendan haven't done anything like that. We've done something, like, business-wise similar, but it was, like, a day course, and, yeah, like, you walk out of it, like we're saying, and you're fucking... You're just jacked up, man. Yeah, well, well like I was saying, like, I think that... Um, it's actually the energy of the person that transmutes more than anything else. Mm. So... So basically, you'd notice that with guitar and like learning music and stuff like that, like it's more than just a technical thing. Like if someone, you know, like it, like even if you don't agree with the music or, or whatever thing, like if you feel that feeling there, that kind of affects you. And the same with the business thing, like a lot of business stuff is quite obvious. But if you kind of feel their passion, that gets you and then that comes into your business. Yeah. And that's actually going to drive you more than like, three points of how to market like two points of how to market if it's kind of a listless sort of yeah. advice it's going to be whatever but if that person really feels it then you're going to be like yeah yeah and that's going to that's going to come into your business so yeah. I think that's what because as I said I mean Tony's got like such fantastic focus and dedication where the person just feels like it's just them yeah and so yeah I think that's and like I would say that that has come into my work even since doing it like you know, you think, um, uh, you, you know, you see the way he works and like he just doesn't, he's, he's always going for 100% yeah. quality. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that, that's what I think I found when I walked out of the business course that we went to. I felt like I was on like a drug or something like that because you get so ramped up and it just alters you and it, you, you operate at a different level. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it, I don't know how it's, I don't know how you get there. I think it's just because, yeah. I think maybe after it, because you're just bombarded with information and I'm pushing myself to try and keep up. Yeah. And then you just find yourself just at a different sort of level, I think, because you're just pushing yourself there. But I don't know. It was, it, I found it very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got out of there. But, um, so when was that? Uh, that was probably two years ago now. Okay. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that I found with this sort of stuff as well, so people like what you were saying, like, so, oh, it's a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I normally find I get the money back more. Oh, I, definitely. I get more than my money back. Yeah. So that would have cost me at least two grand, yep. if not three by the time I factor in wages. Yep. Um, and I and it's the same with holidays too. Like if I take holidays and take breaks and do quality things, I normally find I earn more money. Yeah. Um, you know, which is fun because I mean, this sort of stuff is good. So, so you, when you so you work less, you make more money. Is that what you're saying? Uh, like, if I take strategic breaks and do this kind of thing, like like we do a quality course, like the money. So so basically, you're gonna get more benefit out of that. Than yeah. So when I got back, like I had I had the phone is ringing. Yeah. Yeah, because basically, there's something about when you. So you're saying the business course it charges you. So if, if the person is a dedicated person, there's something about their energy that you feel. And then that when you feel that, spontaneously, I find clients just come to you. So when that happens to me, 
the phone would just ring and people might say it's superstitious but it always happens so so if i'm really feeling like feeling the music and all that sort of stuff i just find the phone rings and cool it makes more money yeah so it pays for itself easily are you sure it's not just leads through our podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm quite interested to know about these supposed questions you got you know, oh yeah, so we had a few. Are we finished on Tony Robbins? Yeah, so yeah. Tony Robbins gets two thumbs up from Jeremy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two yeah. humongous gigantism of thumbs up from <laughs> Tony Robbins. The dog like this. <laughs> um, Roar like a lion. So is this because you you preempted to your audience that you're going to talk about Tony Robbins? Yeah. Or something else? No, 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 no. It's nothing to do with actually. And I've Tony got Robbins. some. I've got a couple of fan questions from Twitter as well. Okay. Um. So yeah, what do you got here? I'm just stolen. No, I don't know. Um, so one one of the questions was how did Freddie and I meet? So <laughs> <laughs> we actually met in grade eight at high school, uh, Mitchelton State High, the best high school around. Not really, but anyway, um, we were in grade eight. It's got a lot of social problems, but anyway, <laughs> we're in uh, we're in grade eight. I forget exactly what class it was, but um, I'm pretty sure it was social studies. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because that was our first one of the year eight. I'm pretty sure. What I what I remember because we're in AD. Yeah, yeah. We to, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we had to stand up at the start of class and say where we were from and like sorry, stand up and say our name and where we were from. And um, who the fuck asked this question? I can't remember. <laughs> no, like oh, I can't. T- I can't reveal my sources, oh, yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. Oh, but um, so anyway, we had to all stand up and say where we were from, and it so, just so happened that um, Christian only lived about oh, 250 metres from my place. And um, so we fi- once we figured that out, we went over, uh, I went up to his house, I think, I don't know if it was that afternoon or not, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely during that week. Yeah, and um, he, he showed me around his place. He um, told me <laughs> that he was a huge Michael Jackson fan. <laughs> and, oh, then, really? and then proceeded, yeah, proceeded to play Beat It For Me. And um, I think he probably sang along as well. Um, he told well. this fucking story about wedding. I still don't remember it. But, uh, oh, really? It's pretty uh-huh. classic. Um, and that was about it. So that that's how Freddie and I met. We went to school together. And um, yeah, since grade eight. Yeah. And it's funny that the, the, what happened is this is when year eight, Brenton was fucking the f- real fat. That's when he was huge. And um, so, yeah, so when you yeah. say huge, happy? Oh, probably about. <laughs> Heavier than oh, you are now. Oh, yeah. I would have been between. Um, at my biggest, I was 116. At my. I like anywhere through high school, I floated between probably 112 and 116. Okay, so you would have been considered a beast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, grade eight, in grade eight, 112. People are like, that's a fucking beast. 112 yeah. kilo, yeah. 13 year old. Yeah. I looked like I was eight. I bet, like, you, I I bet I could, you that cut has hemorrhoids. <laughs> I could buy. I think I could buy liquor when I was in like grade nine or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He was getting, he'd buy all our alcohol. Like I'd get served at a roll shop. Yeah. Just because I was... Were you tall? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was exactly the same height I am now. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then heavy. So... Wow. Yeah. I was... Big, so yeah. why were you so heavy? Oh, just poor guy. Yeah. And it's funny. So they walked in... Brenton came to class real late that first time. <laughs> and he, he came yeah. like with one of these... With this guy called Remo. And um, Remo was a really large set guy as well. And they both walk in and straight away, everyone in the class thought him and Remo were best mates because they were both huge two fat okay, guys. Yeah. And Brendan had his hair slicked back like he used to put gel in his hair. And Remo was like, Remo was like Greek. 
and he had like his hair fucking like slicked back too with the gel so straight away they thought the two fat guys were the two best friends in the world and Brendan didn't even know <laughs> like two, we're like two mafia kids yeah Brendan like, didn't uh, even know the fucker so um yeah that's how we met year eight and ever since um we've been chilling the rest is history so so why were you so fat? Like you don't have any <laughs> 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 what, the, <laughs> what the hell was wrong with you, you fat? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that, it was the no, diet. It was his diet. It was yeah, just plain and simple his yeah, diet. Just very poor diet. Yeah, yeah but I mean there must be more to it than that. Like do you like do you feel like it was an emotional thing or um because I mean you don't overeat like hundred and sixteen kilos, like that's huge. So you're why overeating what you're like yeah. like your body would be sending messages stop. Yeah. And you're, you're ignoring it. And so there must be some reason for that. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely just would have a poor diet. Yeah, the confidence was always an issue for me growing up. Um, because, but that was because of my size. So they just went hand in hand. So, so it's a feedback loop. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But then at, at the same time, I didn't recognize, I was, like I knew I was big, but I carried it everywhere. Like it wasn't like I had a massive gut Okay. because I was heavy set all over. So I could kind of hide it a little bit as well, if that makes sense. So I didn't, it probably wasn't obvious to me that I was so, yeah. so big. But, so, so when did it change? Um, it changed after oh. Freedy got back from the States. Um, after one of his footy tours, he told me that about he'd been um, found like a new way of training. We just started training in his house, but it changed drastically when I started training down at CrossFit Mitchelton and I started to alter my diet. Yeah. Started like started learning more about nutrition, and then yeah, because diet's everything. And um, but was yeah, there was, a point where in, inside yourself you thought you wanted to change? Well, he set himself a goal. I remember the guy, he set himself a goal and he was like, I'm going to do this by this time. And, um, and it, it seriously happened. Like, okay, yeah, sure. he go, and he told me the goal. I don't think he would have told much people the goal because it was, it was a very, um, like you'd, you'd go, you'd go, oh, that's fucking gay. Like, you know, like, go. oh yeah, but it was, it was a, it was a goal that was like, it was, I, I'd set myself that goal as well. And he said, he said, I'm going to do this by this time. So it's really ambitious. He, it was it was really ambitious but he fucking did it pretty okay. much and then but when he did it i was like whoa bro can you eat some fucking burgers <laughs> he was like with it he got real skinny because like you know it, when you're bigger and you lose a lot of weight you get so gaunt in the face mm. and stuff yeah, like that yeah. yeah okay so what did you drop down to i dropped I, I lost 28 kilos like in one hit so in like a period of probably four to six months I think I lost okay. that. Probably, oh, I might have even been shorter than that. Yeah, it's real fucking quick, man. Yeah, because he was away, and we, I remember him skyping me, just going, "You look like a freak." Man. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that was what happened. But so, so you what got down to about what eighty or something? Or? I got down to eighty eighty-five. Six, so yeah, so, yeah, he got he got down to one kilo lighter than I got up to my heaviest. So okay. I got up yeah. to eighty five, and it's funny because when I was at eighty five, when we were living together at that house that we've talked about before, Brenton used to come in because I I didn't have the same work ethic as he does. He used to turn on my light and go, "Oi, fats, get out of bed." That's when <laughs> I was that's when I was eighty five kilos, and I'd be like, "Ah, fuck me," <laughs> like with T Rex arms. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah. So, if you got another question there, or I, I do, but I know nothing about the topic. So the, <laughs> the question was um, our thoughts on the Greens walking out in Parliament. 
<laughs> Who the fuck wrote this? Walking out um, on Pauline Hanson's Parliament speech. Did you see it, Jeremy? No. Oh. So, so, sorry about that. We know nothing of the topic. Yeah, I haven't even heard about but that. But fuck the Greens. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'll continue on that. We got, um, we had a cut. We had a, I said we had a fan question. Um, this is from um, Oz Band, our, our number one fan. Ozzy, our first and number one fan, from, hailing from uh, over in New York. And um, his question, uh, his topic, um, I, we, we asked during the week to give us some topics to talk about if they wanted to. His first one was, was the USA Hawks, how's, it, how, how's the scouting report going? And will we shock the world again, like we did in 2013? Damn right. Um, mate. For those of you who don't know, Christian played in the, uh, the World Cup <laughs> for the uh, yeah. USA Tomahawks. Just, just look up Jared Haynes' highlights and you'll see him running, running over me in most of them. So, um, but it's anyway. Good, right? <laughs> but anyway, still, still more the number one. Anyway, yeah, we, mate, we qualified again for the World Cup in uh, last November, and uh, the scout, all the scouting and stuff. I think it's the same as what it was last time. I don't have much. I don't have like much information on it. All I know is that they're gonna they're gonna put together a good squad, and then we're gonna um, the the time if I'm if I'm lucky enough to be a part of it again. The time the the, the Hawks. They're, they're now Hawk called used to be called Domahawks. Now the Hawks are going to be competitive again, and um, they wouldn't let won't wouldn't let a squad go there not competitive. So, so I think it's going to be look at looking good. I I know at the moment the the captain is Mark Offerdale. Which, oh, uh, yeah, the big so, red uh, pony. Big red. I don't know who's Dick. He sucked to be captain of that team, but yeah. um, yeah, but we just have to see, mate. But hopefully we we can uh, we can, and if I'm not a part of it, they can do very well. But the next thing he said was uh, he goes. Debate whether Tony Abbott was good for Australia or not. <laughs> hey, hey, Jeremy, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, Tony Abbott's bad. <laughs> so, don't Tony Abbott, so, um, Sam, Why was Aussie, Tony Abbott bad? Aussie, the fucking, the tiny little bit I know about politics is that Tony Abbott was our Prime Minister for about five minutes. Yeah, I, I think Tony Abbott got fucked over, personally. Mm. He was in there for, a, like... 30 seconds and then he had again yeah and then and he just see uh tony abbott used to go swimming a lot and wear dts and have a pretty good rig yeah yeah so he had a pretty good body on him um in his dts his penis looked kind of good sized uh yeah i think a, like a pretty common thing amongst australians is they know very fucking little about politics yeah i think um, i know a lot more about american politics than i do yeah, Australian it's politics. embarrassing because i think i fall under the same banner but um, I think he was like he outside of the poll like now he's not prime minister he definitely seems to be involved in a lot of um, things that he he does seems to do a lot of volunteer work as well yeah he seems pretty genuine yeah I don't, I, was like, I don't know why the fuck we're talking about his character this <laughs> morning <laughs> when when I saw um, Ozzy's uh, topic I was like I was thinking he Tony Abbott Oh, and for a second I was like wait he's not he's not our prime minister I was like who the fuck is that because every day, every time we wake up there's we got a new prime minister and no, it's like, hung parliament yeah. so, oh yeah so as as they sorted that out yeah. so is, this is fucking embarrassing yeah. we don't know what the fuck it's term is in Turnbull at the moment he's our prime minister our Turnbull Michael Turnbull is that his name oh come yeah. you fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't have DT, so I haven't seen his That's penis right. size. That was anyway, Malcolm's rig out on the beach. Yeah. So, what do you think about Tony Abbott, Jeremy? 
I'm not a huge fan. Okay, Jeremy's not a huge Why fan. Why is that, Jeremy? Oh, he, no, he's just way too conservative. Like, he's living in the dark ages. But he was only in there for five minutes. Oh, uh, he doesn't believe in climate change. Like, he doesn't believe in just standard science. People doesn't believe in climate change, eh? Fucking hell. Go light that cross in your backyard, Jeremy. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Anyway, that's uh, hopefully we'll get more and more through Twitter and stuff like that. Some topics that we can talk about from our fans. Um, I really feel like it's going to snowball now. Yeah, yeah. People help help Aussie out. He listens to every fucking podcast. We are getting a lot of um, people um, letting us know that they are enjoying our podcast. So we're fucking glad we can make some people laugh. Laugh, hopefully. Um, we, we like we always do. Um, Jeremy, you're not gonna have much of an opinion on this, but we got to do some uh, UFC talk really quickly. Yeah. I just wanted to talk about uh, 203 happened last weekend. Uh, it was the big dogs. The big dogs, yeah. So we had the main and the co-main event as heavyweights. It was one of the one of the worst cards I've seen in a while. I mm. thought I thought it wasn't worth putting a number a numbered UFC on it. You know, to make it a fucking Fox night or a um, fight pass yeah. because um, the co-main event um, was Vadoom versus Travis, Travis Brown and that was a that was just a fucking I couldn't be more bored while watching it even though um, Vadoom came out and did like a flying head kick really? which was the most interesting thing and then at the end of the fight he kicked um, Travis Brown's uh stand-up coach which was the most interesting interesting thing in the fight so that was the co-main event the main event was uh main event just showed how um stipe is the the man at the moment you know and is just lining up and it's going to be a fucking awesome fight him versus cain velasquez is just gonna gonna well that's got to happen you know you can't have Cain Velasquez is it's he still thinks it's his belt that he's yeah. gonna get back. So you know, yeah, Stipe he comes out and he and he um and he TKO's um fucking this last one yeah what's his fucking name over like over him yeah TKO's over him after over him run, to, like was running away from him for a round you know yeah. and then um so TKO him lines up for um Stipe versus um. Cain Velasquez, which is going to be so fucking good. Two of the the best, the, the baddest motherfuckers on the planet throwing down. Yeah. Um, also on that card, really quickly, we had Uriah Faber, who who lost to um, Jimmy Rivera, I think. Um, that's his name. Yeah, Rivera, definitely. He uh, he lost to him, which wasn't good for um, Uriah because it was number two losing to ranked number 12 I think so he needed to win that to get another uh, like look at getting another title shot somewhere I don't know where your eye is going to find it anymore but anyway you throw your eye on any card and he's a seller I I still love watching him fight Mm. Um, but just other yeah and then obviously what I wanted to quickly talk about was CM Punk yeah (laughs) so watching CM Punk step into that octagon was like it was like I was in 1993 you know, on UFC 1. It was like like on that card, you know. Yeah. He was watching. He fucking goes in with a... He throws a huge fucking right hand, misses, gets taken down, choked out. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. It was a joke. Yeah, it was, it was a joke. It, was, it must have been, like, in all fairness to me, it must have been pretty shithouse for him because... He's put in two years of training for it, and yeah. for it all to end that quickly. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, he puts in two years, people put in a lifetime, and he gets he gets a shot in the big show, which is pretty fucking crazy. Um, and yeah, now in the press conference after after it, he's talking about like, oh, what are his options now in the UFC and stuff, and it's like. I was thinking, man, how can you, you like, you're not a UFC fighter, you know, you've got a shot to, to, to put on a, put on a freak show for these guys and it didn't work out. Them. So, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but it, he showed some balls and he seems like a real nice guy, but definitely doesn't deserve to get another fight on this side of the UFC. Yeah. Because the guy that he lost to was a is a amateur as well. Like he's he's lucky to be had two fights inside the UFC. Didn't but he call someone out too after he, the fight? Yeah, he so he called out um uh, the the other kid they found on Dana White looking for a fight. I uh, forget his oh Norse um uh North North Cut or whatever. North Cut. <laughs> yeah, I got um, Sage Northgard or something. Yeah. yeah, so calls him out, which um, I think if he fights him, he get absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, and then we got the fight coming up this weekend, which is just I think it's a fight pass, which yeah. is a Michael Johnson versus um, Poirier. Yeah, Dustin versus Poirier. Dustin Poirier. So on that, on this fight, I got Dustin. Yeah, is it you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dustin's my D- boy. Dustin's your boy. Yeah. All right, sweet. So there's fight talk for. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. That that card kind of pissed me off a bit too much. Have you got any got any input, Jeremy? Yeah. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can always rely on that. Yeah, <laughs> so what uh what else you got there, man? Well, quickly in off road. Unfortunately, um, I have I, you know I had my car packed, ready to roll to go down to Warrialda this weekend because the um the Warrialda was off road race was on. Um, that's a little race down in uh, northern New South Wales. Um, is it in, yeah it is yeah. <laughs> I had to check it's in Moriella yeah it's in Moriella uh, yeah but um, it actually got got cancelled because uh, too much moisture around they heard I was coming down and uh, <laughs> the ground suddenly got a bit wet for the um, girls pussies yeah yeah that was what I was leading to <laughs> 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 oh those pussies so yeah it was um, poor old logical introduction <laughs> the poor old Moriella got rained out so unfortunately but um, next weekend is um, if you're in the CQ area, the uh, CQ Bikes Balls... Central Queensland, that's what that stands for. Yeah, yeah, c- c- Central Queensland. <laughs> uh, the Bikes Balls and Buggies is on up there, so um, I don't I can't give you the exact location because I don't know. Bikes, but, um, Balls and Buggies. Yeah, but they've got a website and a Facebook page. Get on there and have a look if you're in the CQ region because it's it's always pretty good. Um, the boys that I raced with last year from Off-Road Cartel, they had the um, they had the 41 buggy up there and, uh, and another fella, the actual... 801 champion uh, for class 8 this year he'll have his car up there as well so there'll be um, some good stuff and you know I think they've got music and stuff live music and stuff at night they have bull riding on yeah. and they have motorbike racing like it's a motorsport weekend that you yeah so kind of like mud bulls music yeah similar yeah oh fuck I've been to these country these country festivals on ecstasy before and they're sweet so just get on some ecstasy <laughs> get on some speed go to go out check it out well, you awesome. can just have some beers with your friends yeah. oh no you got to take speed or inject you definitely got to inject something but, uh, just, just fucking shelf yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then uh yeah, we're always fucking... Have you got any animal facts this week? Mate, I'm leading into that. Yeah, so what I what I thought is on the... On, uh, Lily! On the... Uh, <laughs> on, on the topic of uh, Tony Tony Robbins and yeah. uh, having Jeremy on and stuff, I wanted to drop a little fact about... Um, 
about gigantism. Because huh? I thought Tony Robbins is gigantic. He is. And, and so there's a thing in the animal kingdom and they call it animal gigantism, right? And, but another term for it is island gigantism. And it's a real thing. It's, um, it's where animals that, that can find a place on these smaller islands where there's, like, just say there weren't any predators or animals there before, they, they, um, they, t- they, they can get, um, become gigantic size compared to what they their like ancestors are in the mainland because they have no predators yeah because so, so what what it is so just say we take a so um uh, if you if you took one of these animals just say if we took a rat right yeah. and in a rat on the mainland its advantage is being small to get away from predators and hide under things and get away through small nooks and crannies can't believe I just said nooks and crannies. <laughs> and then they get to an island, like they, they get out to an island where there's no natural predators and then they can evolve and, and over years of evolution, they they can grow big. And they, and, and that's the way that animal gigantism is, is, is born. Just think of uh, a good uh, uh, example of it is the Komodo dragon. So the Komodo dragon, they're the, they're the main predator on that island. They would have started on that island as a smaller reptile, and then they they form into they they um they uh, they, they really because yeah. aren't komodo dragons like back from dinosaur era? Yeah, but but the thing is they 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 would have got to that island and they could have been smaller and just think back in the day there would have been a bigger predator to take them out and they would have been smaller than they were and then there's not a bigger predator and then they they evolve into into a bigger a bigger species of themselves so you've got some some of these islands that got rats that like measure up to like fucking like fucking dog (laughs) 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 fucking huge so they call it it's called animal gigantism or island gigantism the reason it's called island gigantism is because it usually happens on smaller islands where there's not these animals previously and and a a very relevant fact is is the rate of of like like how how quickly they fertilize you know so basically like with rats because they have such huge offspring that do it so quickly yeah they're going to be much quicker than say the reptile you oh yeah so they yeah yeah, yeah. so like I've, I've actually seen a couple of rats here that have been fucking huge yeah um and so that's so Gigant- gigantism yeah like like i remember one skipped the shit out and it looked like a small possum you know and it happens in reverse as well you know so it happens where bigger animals will will evolve into smaller animals where they become if it's predator yeah, yeah. if there's a predator that's that just say they go get to an island or they get to a place where predator means predator and they're like oh maybe it'd be better for us to evolve into something smaller we get away from that predator because we're probably not going to beat that you know so that's where like if my penis went to an island <laughs> with a lot with another penis it would, <laughs> it would get even smaller because it's not as big as normal penises <laughs> yeah so yeah that's my nice. animal fact for the week. Nice Island one. gigantism. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That just, is. Just getting more educated one week at a time. That's right. I think we need to definitely um, educate ourselves more on Parliament. Today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> parliament and um, how to record first time podcasts. Yeah. And um, <laughs> anything else to add, Jeremy? Well, I was going to tell you just a little yeah. fitness fact. Yeah. Um, so when I was doing the Tony Robbins thing, I was having uh, buffet breakfast every day. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I was having a lot of carbs. Yeah. Um, so, like, what, what? talk us through it, mate. What did this uh, buffet breakfast consist of? So basically, my average day um, was having 
fairly large plate of uh, bacon, eggs, hash browns, um, quite a few danishes. Um, so everything that some, you don't some, usually some, eat, some banana like, bread. like the danishes and shit. Well, the thing touch. is, I would normally have that once a week. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting was I was having it every day. Now, normally what happens is if I have it once a week, um, you probably found this as well, like because I don't have a lot of carbs, you get the carb sort of spike. Um, and normally what would happen is that like if I went exercise the next day, I'd actually get a better performance with the, with the carb spike. But I found that through having four days of high carbs, I was really sluggish when I went to my pump classes and, and rowing classes. So, so basically if you have, so it seemed that if I have one big splurge, yeah. um, I get a benefit, but I've had three or four, it's worse. Um, and that's for, that's controlling for calories too. So like I probably, my calories probably bumped up a little bit, like I probably gained a kilogram, but the food, quality was the, the biggest difference and there's a huge jump. So basically most days I just had a huge binge in the morning and then just had some beers in the, in the night and you know, some so snacks. So did, did, did they not give you lunch at the seminar? Oh, it wasn't included, yeah. Like, so you might buy a muffin or just some snacks. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's just, it's just, just interesting that, and this is, I've always had this theory that basically carbs, like so if you do the ketogenic diet, say for example, and then have a binge of carbs once or twice a week, then you get a benefit from the carbs. But if you have carbs every day, then carbs backfire. Like that's been my experience for my body type. Yeah, so. So, so what would a normal breakfast consist for you? Well, I, I don't have any breakfast normally, yeah. Yeah. Like I basically I fast through to lunch and then I have chicken and salad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So but basically normally once or twice a week I'd have like a big carb breakfast yeah and the next day I'd, I'd actually perform better what's yeah. your what's your big carb breakfast oh well I normally do a buffet yeah yeah where like I have Danish and all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. um but if but through having this every day yeah I was definitely more sluggish yeah which is which is interesting yeah for sure mm. and that's as I said that's controlling for calories so yeah so if you don't gain weight your calories must be the same that's right so the, so the food quantity the food quality was the thing that did it. Yeah, yeah. so that was going kind of just more processed foods. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, and like, full of sugar, like danishes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome for the education, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still here. And yeah. did you meet any ladies down there? No. That <laughs> you didn't pay for. You, you paused for a while there. No, well, I was trying to think, like, you know, because you hung... He's like, no, those three Asians, <laughs> I paid $50 a stage, so... Well, there's one or two I bonded with, but and there's one or two I hugged. Yeah. Um, if I'd been... If I had the tolerance. Like, I didn't even... I didn't even stay around till the... You know, like, a lot of the days went till midnight. I'm just like, fuck this. You yeah. out and cruised? <laughs> oh, like, I just went You're home. Like, and... <laughs> well, hey, everyone... Go fuck yourself, what kind of man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Williams got to sleep, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, you know, because it start at 8.30 in the morning. And it goes mid- to midnight. Yeah, midnight. It's That's like, fucking insane. I know, it's like, what the fuck? But the thing is, I was one of the few people left. It's like, you guys are a bunch of Tony Robbins people. <laughs> like, you know, like, when I'm in my normal environment, yeah. Brisbane, yeah. people say, oh, I'm driven. It's like, you guys are fucking freaks. Like, yeah. I'm like a dog, like, compared to you guys. Yeah. 
Just, yeah, like, just like... And Tiny's still on stage, you been not? Yeah, yeah, it's no wonder he's losing his voice. Like, he's oh, just like... Oh, get out. Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't do it every day, but, like, he just... Like, on the first day, he didn't stop. Like, there wasn't even a break for lunch. Oh, yeah. Like, not even 10 minutes. On the third day, he did. He gave us 10 minutes. And he said that, I don't want you to miss the next session, so you can have a pee break for 10 minutes. He said, 10 minutes, that's it. What do you do? Eat while you're watching, then? What's up? Oh, well, people would go in and out, but but essentially, it was just like... 8.30 to midnight, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys fucking... Yeah, yeah. But, but I thought about it and I thought, well... No wonder he's fucking eating dolphins and shit. He's got to fucking keep that work ethic up. Yeah, but, but I thought about it and I thought, well, I guess... Like, so if he's training <laughs> Serena Williams, Andre Agassi, Olympians and stuff, like, it kind of makes sense because basically you've got people who are like the absolute best in what they do. Yeah. And so he's not going to be kind of someone who's like going to be your average kind of gym buddy. He's like, oh, near enough is good enough. Let's go home. Let's go get Maccas. Like he's going to be like, you know, the absolute cream of the crop. Mm. Sweet. Nice. So, well, and he just, in his spare time, just towers down on killer whales. <laughs> <laughs> I've got in me an orca, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I mean, like he's 56 and I, I think he's having seafood daily for 30 years or something. Yeah. Guess you can do that when you're a fucking gazillionaire. Just eat seafood fresh out of there. No, we just, like, he basically had seafood salad every day. Yeah. So, yeah. And also the sea, the specific seafood he had was big fish. Like tuna, swordfish, which is going <laughs> to have more... Game fish. Yeah, it's going to have more mercury in it. <laughs> anything with a big... Anything with, on a, with something on its face that can kill you is yeah, all yeah. about it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Give me a swordfish, man. <laughs> Then <laughs> so, so, I have a head shark. I'm gonna eat a fucking ham head shark. This is fucking big ham head shark flopping around on the table. He's fencing a fucking swordfish. Oh <laughs> god, motherfucker! And he's like, now my wife. His wife comes out. He just starts eating her pussy. Out. <laughs> everyone's like, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. That does smell like fish as well. He's like, yeah. She hasn't showered in three days, and I'm eating her cheese. That's what I'm doing. She's baked so much cheese over the last three days, and I'm eating it. It's fucking. It's not. T- Tasty, it's classic. And that'll do us, everybody. <laughs> this is the big attention. Don't forget to tell your friends. All right, thanks, people. Listen for ten episodes. We'll try to do ten more. Let it again. We're going to hit you up for some topics. Um, thank you, Jeremy, for director, producer, and Brendan. Say our outro again because I just wanted to quickly slide no, that I'll, in. I've there. got a couple more points. Yeah. yeah. So, so two things. It, how does it feel to be at episode ten? It's awesome. It, it's come around really quick. It, yeah, yeah it, it feels like episode. Each episode is getting more and more fun. So, okay, like in episode ten, I can't wait till we episode hundred because we'll just be like erections and jizzing <laughs> everywhere. It'll be that much fun, you know. That's why I think each episode we do is because it's so much more relaxed. We just yeah, so, yeah. It's just so much more fun. So it's so good to get it and it, it feel, okay like, so it feels like it's getting better yeah or? definitely okay cool yeah. and we've still got a huge line of guests to come on so. oh really yeah, yeah. Oh, okay cool yeah we and and um so me talking about tony robbins does that interest you like like yeah. how, how does yeah, that resonate that, with you well that's what we wanted to do because yeah. it's something that me and brent if we had the spare cash we'd go to i just couldn't do the whole like where you're like 
dancing and shit. But that, I, I'd that, just embrace it. I'd yeah. be up there. I'd stand on my chair. Probably <laughs> yeah. take my shirt but off. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, you're there anyway. But we, it's cool, kind of here. It's hard, hard coming from someone like you because you're kind of like us. So yeah, like, yeah. That's why we wanted to get you on and talk about it because it's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We found. I that. mean, like a thousand bucks for four days is not really that much money. No. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're gaining something valuable from it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like, it, he just, it's quite interesting because, like, coming back to my pump class. We just had the ding in our headphones. Ding. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to go check it? I don't no, know. no, that's all right. Good. We'll wrap it up. Okay. So, basically, it's quite interesting because coming back to my pump class, you just see, and I don't mean this as a judgmental thing, but it probably is, but, but basically, like, everybody in the class is a complete slack ass. Yeah, yeah. And so like when you're down there, it's like, you know, like he's like, okay, you got this diagnosis that, um, you know, like if I do a sudden movement, I'm gonna be paraplegic, right? So I've got eight doctors. Like I do whatever it takes. I'm gonna die in two months. Okay, I've got to do this therapy where it takes the mercury out of my body for 12 hours that I'm gonna sit there. So basically he does whatever it takes. So it was just weird coming back to my fitness class on Monday morning where everyone's just sitting there doing a bullshit exercise, yeah. barely working up a sweat and half the class doesn't even turn up because they can't be bothered. So going down to that, it's what? just such a different... So it's gone. That's oh. right, it's just coming it's and going. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll fix it up later. Yeah. Anyway. Like, basically, it's just a complete different world. Yeah. You know, in terms of people's mindset. So, I think that's what I got. So, even though... So, as I said, even though, like, okay, a lot of people dismiss him because he's, he's rich. They, they always think, oh, I couldn't do that because I'm poor. He's rich. But he, he was poor at, at one point. Yeah. But the thing about it is, like, he just has such a different approach to it. I mean, the three or four things he mentioned, that's only three or four things we know about. Like, for most people, they would just, like, that would knock them over, you know? And he's just like, I'm going to do this seminar. My leg's broken. I've got a diagnosis. I'm going to die in two months. Yeah. Uh, if I do a false move, I could be a paraplegic. Like, his focus is so... I don't know. Like, I found, I found that pretty impressive because yeah. it's like... Because, like, that's a huge challenge. It doesn't matter how much money you've got. Yeah. 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 And so, like, I think that, that really stuck with me, yeah. So, so that was sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like awesome. Yeah. Mm. Sweet. Well, but, but, but I think in any case, you couldn't lose. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know if you're earning any money from overexertion, but, but I mean, you can claim it on tax or whatever and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and like, I actually came back feeling refreshed. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, do you want to strum us out, Jeremy? Well, sure. uh, well, Brenton says he yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we are the BF Tangent. TBFT. Don't forget to tell your friends. Actually, you can follow us on, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at the BF Tangent. On both things, hit us up, any topics, anything you want us to talk about, and make sure you hit up Off-Road Cartel and Overexertion. That's right. got free He talks about things 
Mother Daddy's penis. Have <laughs> sent us. We've got Ranto. He talks about things. Mother Daddy's hemorrhoids. <laughs> we don't need to talk about his hemorrhoids. This morning I'm the Brantos Hemorrhoids. <laughs> this morning I'm the Brantos Hemorrhoids. Where the B of 10? Thank you, number 10. Peace! <laughs>